Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. I'm taking the next two weeks to kind of preach uh, Christmas sermons, but my Christmas sermons aren't really Christmas sermons. The title is Prince of Peace. It's kind of of Christmassy. But do you know that to bring peace, a lot of times there has to be confrontation. You know, the Germans took over, in World War II, took over most of Europe. But there was a little island called Great Britain. They'd say, you ain't taking us. And they turned around in confrontation, and then eventually the Americans joined in, and there was more confrontation until finally peace was brought through confrontation. Sometimes peace doesn't come through negotiation. Peace comes through confrontation. There was a general in World War II. I I always worry about what am I going to say when I get up there and I can't shut up. (laughs) But there was a general during World War II by the name of Grant. And his name, the nickname was Unconditional Surrender Grant. Because they would want to, the, the opposition would want to sue for peace. And he says, total and absolute surrender. Hallelujah. Well, let's read the scripture so you know I read my Bible. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, starting with, it says, Now, there were in the same country shepherds. I want to point this out. You know, God God doesn't need the high and mighty to reveal himself to. God sometimes, God, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that he chooses the weak. He chooses those that are base and low to reveal himself to. Now, if you're high and mighty, it might be that that's why you're not hearing God. But I like the, well, I use it two ways. You know, have you ever heard the song, The Limbo? How low can you go? Well, sometimes I think about that with some people. I want how low can they go? But then how low can I go? In my humility, thank you, Lord. And humility, on my definition, would be I am surrendered to God and obeying what he says. That's what true humility is. It's not just letting people walk over you. He says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. 
It says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy for all people. Turn to somebody and say that could mean you. That could, well, does that he say all people? Well, let's read it all. That's before we go to a quick judgment, let's read the whole scripture. He says, good tidings of great joy to all people, for there is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, being wrapped in swaddling clothes was a common occurrence for babies. It was like they wrapped them up like a mummy. I guess they were afraid that they might break their arms or something. But being put in a feed trough, now that's another story. The God of the universe that created everything is being put in a manger. That's, as, that is, that's low. But let me ask you a question. If they would have gone to the Jerusalem Hilton, it still would have been low compared to what he came from. The scripture says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he were rich, yet he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. He became poor so that you could have abundance, so that you could have life, so that you could have deliverance, so that you could be well. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising, praising God and saying, they didn't say singing, it said, saying, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. In my, in the, uh, do any of you have Bibles that have little references off to the side? That could also mean, and peace on earth, uh, and peace on earth towards men of goodwill. Towards men of goodwill, if you have a heart of goodwill, if you will open your heart to the Lord and you will give goodwill, then there is peace waiting for you. But if you are resistant, if you are resistant to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it will not go well with you and you will not have a life of peace. I'm just not talking about today. I'm also talking about what's going to happen in the future. Because even though we're living today, there's something about to happen. There's going to be a king that's going to show up, and he is going to rule and reign on the earth. How many of you know it's hard to get to rule and reign? But not with him, because he's got the power. Amen. I'm glad I don't have my glasses on because I can, I can see a few smiles. 
I know you're there and I can see your form, but if I don't have my glasses on, I can't tell if you're smiling or not. I can with, with Connie. But um, I don't really need, you know, it's nice to have affirmation, but I don't have to have it. If I know I'm preaching the word of the Lord, glory to God. So, again, peace isn't for everyone. Peace is for those who are men or people of goodwill. Do you know, uh, if you want to argue with that, you say, Pastor, I need another scripture for that. I'm glad you asked because I have another scripture for that. Jesus said to his disciples, I did not come to bring peace on the earth, but a sword. But a sword. Now, before you get too upset, the first sword is the sword of the Spirit. And the sword of the Spirit is to destroy the works of the enemy. For this cause, the Son of Man came that he might destroy the works of the enemy. Are you an enemy or are you a child of God? Are you a rebellious child of God or are you a obedient, humble, loyal child of God? Thank you, Lord. He said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And I want to talk about three areas of rule that Christ rules in. Of course, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. But Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's head. Christmas is coming, and we don't have time to cover all that Christ rules over. But Christ rules in three areas that I want to talk about today. So peace comes through his kingdom, where he is Lord. I want to say that again. Peace comes through the kingdom of God, where he is Lord. It's one thing to say he is Lord. It's another thing that he be our Lord. He be our Lord. Remember, Jesus said, many will say unto me into that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and done great works in your names? And he said, he turns them and says, I never knew you. Hallelujah. Is this me preaching? I never knew you. Even though we called him Lord. So let's, we have to be submitted to him. Say submitted. We have to submit, we have to come under his mission. What is submission? Coming under the mission. Coming under his mission. Well, Lord, I want to do it this way. You know, I've told God. You think I wanted to move out here? I didn't know where here was. He just said, put your stuff. I'm living in Kansas City, just right next to Arrowhead Stadium. Lord. He says, put your stuff in in storage, load up your car, and drive to the northeast. 
Well, I thought Northeast was Maine. But he, he led me. You know, I had other opportunities for other places to go, even in Pennsylvania. And I remember we were getting ready to go. I mean, the next day we had our plans, everything, and the and in the middle of the night, you hate when God talks to you in the middle of the night. And you lost that loving feeling. I mean, I had no peace. I didn't feel good. And I said to my wife, do you know what? Do you know what I know? Do you know? That's what I, I didn't sing it, but I said, do you know what I know? She says, yeah. So we had to get up because we were moving a mobile home. We just bought a brand new mobile home and we were going to move to this particular area. And we had to call the guy up and say, hey, it's canceled. We're not going, the Lord said. Fortunately, he, he had been a preacher before, and uh, he understood. Hallelujah. But anyway, uh, some of you might remember uh, a person by the name of Aunt Edie. Aunt Edie came, came to hear me preach. I was preaching in Lancaster, uh, Reamstown. I was preaching in Reamstown. And uh, she said, could you come up and hold a one-night Bible study in Sacramento? And it's not California. <laughs> it's, that ca- it's that Sacramento up 25. And you don't blink your eyes, you know. And so I go there, and I preach that one-night Bible study. And when I got to the car... My wife was with me, and I said, do you know what I know? God said, God said, start here, move to Millersburg, then I'll move you to the center of the valley. And I guess this is the center. Not center, S-I-N-N-E-R, but C-E. Okay. Why did I say all that? Because sometimes, uh, the reason I said all that was because I had to submit to his will. Who was that that prayed, Lord, not my will, but thine be done? Well, it seems to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords was praying to his father and said, not my will, but thy will be done. And in reality, that's how Satan is defeated. If we are not in submission to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we can ball, squall, kick on the wall. We can yell the name of Jesus. We can plead the blood. But if we are out of line with our Heavenly Father, then our yelling and screaming and all that, even saying the name of Jesus, will not work. We have to come into submission, into line with Him. Now, with that in mind, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Sounds good to me. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord will perform it. The zeal of the Lord. That means that God is eager to accomplish what he just prophesied. He is eager. He is enthusiastic. You know, God is not stoic. Do you know that at one time I was stoic? Do you remember when I was stoic, Loretta? I would get up and preach. And when I was done, I would go stand up against the wall. And Melody would talk to the people. Because I didn't want to be bothered. And then I got a prophetic word. And somebody prophesied and says, I see you're going to be demonstrative. I didn't even know what demonstrative was. Maybe you don't know what demonstrative. That means you are wild. I started jumping up on the chair and preaching. I'd still do it, but, you know, when you're 66. You know, I can't. When she was talking about Joel's birthday, I said, how can I have a 40-year-old kid when I'm only 45? (laughs) How do you do that? How does that work? (laughs) Anyway, who was that actor that you... uh, Never got old. Might have been Jack Benny. I don't know. That's who it was. I thought so. 39. Well, I'm a little older than 39. Anyway. How, How did I get back there? Okay. But I want you to notice Prince of Peace is in between two scriptures that talk about government. Peace is only going to come where Christ rules. It will only come where Christ rules. Christ must rule to bring peace. To bring peace. Where there are going to be wars and rumors of wars until the Prince of Peace comes back. But, and let me just say this, peace is not just some warm, fuzzy feeling. Oh, I feel good today. I've got peace. You can be in the midst of hell and still have peace. Some of you might not appreciate this, but man, I remember being out in the middle of the Atlantic and our ship was like, whoa, I've got a picture uh, where my ship was up here and the ship and the and the photographer on the other ship was down here and we were changing we were changing and and back and forth and you know I, it sometimes you almost felt like you had to tie yourself in bed 
And but you know what? I had the peace. I just have some of the best sleep. Especially when you're seasick, you can't wait to get to sleep. But in the midst of turmoil, and in the midst of all this confusion, and in the midst of all this, you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. And if I don't have peace, I'm not recognizing the power and the authority of Christ. I've got to have it. And you know what? I can... I can encourage you to have it, but the bottom line is it comes down to you taking, taking that step of, of having Jesus be Lord, even in the midst of the turmoil, and calling forth peace, the Prince of Peace. One of the reasons why we have so, mu- um, so much lack of peace is because we try to be in control. We try to control everything. And when we don't control everything, and we think we're trying to control everything, then we lose our peace. But the reality is, is Jesus is, you know, you have very little control. You have very little control. You don't even know when you're going to live or die. I had a close friend of ours. Just suddenly die. Bop. Just like that. Gone. Very close. Just gone. You don't know. Can't control it. I mean, I I did exercise. I don't now. You can exercise. You can diet. You can avoid things. But the bottom line, you don't know. You don't know. So, am I supposed to worry about it all the time? Well, I'm glad I I'm glad my mouth doesn't work as quick as my mouth, my mind. Cuz heck no, we can't control it. We have got to choose peace in things we cannot control. Now, does that mean we sit back and do nothing? No. We do what we could. We do what we do. We do what we have to do, but you don't have to fear and worry and fret because when you do, you're, you know, you know, God's got bigger plans for you than what you have for yourself. Well, let me get into this before, uh, I have to save it for next week, and I don't want to do that. There's three areas of rule that Christ rule I want to talk about. The first rule is the spirit world. Do you know that? Do you know that this room is filled with spirits besides us? There's angels in here. There could be demons in here. Some of you could have dragged some in. Maybe I did. I don't know. But there's, but we, but Christ rules the spirit world. And he gives you authority to rule 
the spirit world. As a matter of fact, Jesus said after he rose again from the dead, he was talking to his disciples, and he said, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Then he said, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. What did he mean by that? He said, I got back the authority that you lost. I'm giving it back to you. Now I want you to go and use it to make disciples of all nations. As one thing that God does not have, he doesn't have authority. Why? Because he gave it to you. Now he's got the power. He's got the power. And the Holy Spirit in you has the power. But let's read. He says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, have several scriptures here I'd like to read. He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What do those keys represent? Those keys represent authority. Matthew 16, 19, if you're, if you're interested. And I will give, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's authority. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You say, why is God allowing this to happen? Because he gave you authority to bind on earth. Now we're talking about the spirit world right now. Okay? Say spirit world. If you're dealing with a spirit of fear, you have authority over that, and you can tell that spirit of fear to leave you in the name of Jesus as you've submitted yourself to him. Oh, yeah, I forgot I wrote down some notes. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you... Another way of putting it is whatever... Whatever you do not permit on earth is not permitted in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. Do you know that God doesn't always get his way? Well, I thought God was sovereign. He is. But he sovereignly gave you authority. Do you know that God wants everybody saved? That's his will. He said, the scriptures actually say God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But have all, but have all people come to repentance? No, because they have a will and they can resist the will of God. And you know that sometimes we resist the will of God unconsciously. How do we resist it unconsciously? Because the scripture says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In other words, we don't know what the will of God is in this particular case. We don't know what the will of God is. Therefore, we are submitting, we are submitting to the will of the enemy. But if we know what the will of God is, then we can take authority over over the spirit that is trying to lead us astray. Now, we're talking about the Prince of Peace. I forgot about that, right? The Prince of Peace. We're talking about the Prince of Peace. Where does he rule? He rules with peace, but sometimes confrontation has to come before peace comes. Have you ever cast a devil out of somebody? 
You know, that's a rhetorical question. I'm assuming you have. It might have even been you, yourself. I've, I've cast the devil out of me. And, and by the way, and I knew it was real. Because for years, I had been a worrier. I worried about everything. Worried about things I didn't have control over. That's the worst. You're worried about things you don't have control over. Well, one day, one time I was at a Bible study. I wasn't even a preacher. I was just at a Bible study. I don't remember what the, what the, uh, what the message was. But at the end, we stood and we stood and held hands and we just started praying. We were praying one at a time. And when it, when I got to me, I said, I said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of fear and I command it to leave. And I felt something go. But you know what? Something else happened. There was a, a teenage girl that was there. She had a fear. Her mother, was, uh, her mother was in a wheelchair, and she was afraid she was going to end up like her mother. Well, she's open to fear. I command fear to go. The people that were holding, remember, we're all holding hands. The people that were holding her hands said she was lifted up off the floor and thrown down, and they said her hands became cold as ice. Well, you know, I'm still pretty young. I'm not even a preacher. I don't even think I'd gone to Bible school yet. I was just, I was just getting out of the Navy, trying to get my mind cleaned up, my mouth cleaned up. Have you ever heard of cussing like a sailor? Sometimes I shudder at the things. I, if, I, if it comes to mind, I shudder sometimes. Lord, forgive me. But anyway, there was a man there that knew what to do. He went over to her. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. He just said, Satan, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. And, they, you know, her, her eyes had rolled up. And man, that spirit left, and she was okay. But you know what? If we didn't know how to confront, I confronted the spirit in me. He confronted the spirit in her. And when it was all over, we both had We all had peace. We all had peace. But peace sometimes comes through confrontation. Thank you, Jesus. Peace comes when we exercise authority. Behold, I give you authority. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. How do they do that? They exercise authority. You exercise authority. Have you ever walked into a room and it was just really thick? You know, uh, I, I used to be a visiting pastor. P- people asked me to come over. I'd go visit them. I wouldn't. Not Lena kept in, stopped inviting me over for peanut butter pie, so I don't go over anymore. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, I don't want any peanut butter pie. <laughs> I'm watching my figure. 
goes up and down, up and down. Anyway, exercise authority. I've been invited over to people's house, and you know, you walk into the, when the pastor comes, you know, everything looks nice, everything's, everybody's smiling, but it's thick. It is thick. You can cut it with a knife. They had been arguing before I got there. I didn't have to ask. You could feel it. You know, I've had people come, come into our house and say, oh, this is so peaceful. This is so peaceful. Well, Grandma's downstairs praying all the time. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. She's praying all the time. We pray. She prays. You know, we worship God. Spirit of peace in the house. But you go some places, and it's not like that. But you can take authority. As a matter of fact, Jesus said when you go into a house, what did he say? He said, speak peace to it. Speak peace to it. He said, and if it's worthy, your peace will stay there. But if they don't receive your peace, don't get upset. Just receive your peace back when, when you go. No sense getting upset with them. Why get upset with them, right? Thank you, Lord. Well, uh, Revelation 1.18 says, I am he who lives and was dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of the keys, authority of Hades and death. All right. So Christ retrieved the authority that Adam gave away and Christ gave back that authority to the church. Anybody in the church? Not just giving light, the church. Anybody in the church? Christ gave you the authority. All right, are, are you using it? Luke chapter 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority. Some translations say power, but in reality, it's authority. Behold, I give you authority to trample serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. I give you authority. He's not talking about bugs and snakes. He's talking about supernatural spirits that we have authority over. As a matter of fact, they were all excited. Lord, even the demons are subject to us. And he said, I saw Satan fall as lightning from heaven. I believe every time we exercise authority over the devil, I mean Satan falls. We might not see it with our natural eyes, but that's what happens. <clears throat> and you're familiar, I think I quoted it earlier, but Mark chapter 16, verse 17, and these signs will follow them that believe. Hey, we have any believers in here today? Hey, it's okay. You can do it. We have any believers here today? These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. That's where the authority is. So well, I don't feel like I have authority. You don't have to feel like it. That's the beautiful thing about it. When I cast that spirit of fear out of me, I didn't feel like it. I was fearful. But when I took authority in Jesus' name, it had to obey. 
Have you ever heard a Christmas sermon like this before? Hallelujah. The second place we want to talk about that Christ rules. Christ rules in the hearts of men. In Romans chapter 10, verse verse 9, he says, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead. Where does Christ rule? He rules in the believing heart. Now, you might have a doubtful head. You could have a doubtful head, but you must have a believing heart. Well, I believe, but I keep having these doubts. Just tell those doubts in your head to be quiet. Tell the, and ask the Lord, Lord, uh, anoint me with the blood of Jesus and give me the helmet of salvation. What does the helmet do? It protects your head. You know, uh, oh man. Oh, I have such a great story, but forget it. I'll do it. Did you ever see the movie Black Hawk Down? It's a true story. Our troops were in Somalia, and they were going out on this mission. And they had bulletproof vests, but, they did, but some of the guys decided to take their bulletproof vest off. They went out on that mission. They were attacked, and a lot of them were killed because they did not have their armor on. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness, uh, the the belt of um, truth, thank you. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of the spirit. We have got to apply that to our lives every day because the enemy is always taking shots at us. The Bible says, taking the shield of faith wherewith we may be able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. So, Christ rules in our heart. Whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. But let me just say this. Faith, belief is, is voice activated. Your faith is voice activated. Your belief is is voice activated. Well, I'm worshiping God just in my heart. No. They said with a loud voice in heaven, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, honor, and glory. They said with a loud voice. There's only a half hour of silence in heaven. That's all you get. The rest of it is shouting, this is the quietest place. Earth is the quietest place you'll ever live. Because in heaven, they're shouting the praises of God. In hell, they're shouting blasphemies. Thank you, Lord. Merry Christmas. Where is... So faith is voice activated. Faith is a heart faith, not a head faith. See, you can agree with everything I'm saying today, but not do anything with it because it's not in your heart. You've got to open up your heart and say, Lord, 
I humble myself to receive what you have. Speak to me and I will obey. I'm not asking you to obey me. I'm asking you to obey, humble yourself and obey the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the kingdom of God, where the kingdom of God is where Christ rules. It's called in, in the Spanish Bible, the kingdom of God is translated the rule and the reign of Christ. I believe that's very good. But a simple way of putting it would be the kingdom of God is simply God's way of doing things. God's way of doing things. Is, are you allowing God to do... Are you doing, in your marriage, are you doing it the way God wants you to do it? Just asking. In your family, are you doing it the way God wants you to do it? I don't have time to get into all these. In your finances, are you doing it the way God wants you to do it? In your culture, are you... Now, you can't control everybody else. But in your culture, where you have influence, are you doing it the way God wants you to do it? Are you praying? You know, I know some of you are retired. But some of you are still working. You know, you can say a little prayer that the kingdom of God will manifest where you work. You can say a prayer... If somebody's sick, they don't even have to know you're doing it. You can say, you can ask God to prosper the place you're working at. I mean, and nobody even has to know it. But God knows it. Because God said, when you pray, go in your closet and pray in secret. Pray in secret. Thank you, Jesus. So, where's the last play? Well, who'll give me five minutes? Five, ten, fifteen. Nobody's given me any time. You've heard that before. Let me just let me just quickly cover this. Christ will rule the nation. I believe He's ruling in nations now. I believe there's rebellious nations. But I believe that God is, God is ruling in nations, and he will rule the nations. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let me just... Uh, thank you, Jesus. Let's just go down to uh, Revelation 19.6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and the sound of many waters, and... As and as the sound of mighty thunder saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And then in Revelation 5, verse beginning in verse 8, he says, Now when he had taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Notice that your prayers are important in heaven. Your prayers are put in golden bowls. They're not put in Tupperware. 
They're not put in uh, styrofoam bowls. They're not put in disposable dishes. They're put, your prayers are put in the golden bowls. Some people say, well, why isn't God answering the prayer? Because the bowl isn't filled yet. Because there comes a place in Revelation where the bowls are filled and they add the incense and they throw those incense burners to the earth and there's thunders and lightnings. and quite, In other words, there's something happening on the earth because of the prayers of the saints. Just a thought. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seal for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Two things, redemption through the cross of Christ and his blood are the only qualifiers for you reigning. I'll say that again. Redemption through the cross of Christ and his blood is the only qualifier for reigning in the kingdom. And reigning in the kingdom of God is serving others. It is not for self-benefit. I'm going to say that again. Ruling in the kingdom of God is for serving others, not for self-benefit. So you know, when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a lot of change. But the reality is, is we start making the change now. And the thought occurred to me, Jesus beat the devil as a lamb. And he's coming back as a lion. Wow. Jesus beat the devil in his weakness. But he's coming back as a roaring lion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. Hallelujah. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. Lord, you reign in our hearts. You reign in our families. You reign in our church. You reign. You rule. Lord, we decree you rule in our community. Lord, we decree you rule in our state. Lord, we decree you rule in our nation. Lord, we decree you rule in our earth, Lord God, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Hallelujah. You say, well, I don't see it that way. Well, keep looking, and you will see it that way. You will see it that way. Because he is coming back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To me, that would be a Merry Christmas if he came back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we just give praise and thanks to you today. We open our hearts. And Lord, we just manifest. Lord, we pray that we are able to manifest your love. 
Lord, through the fruit of the Spirit to the world that's in confusion. And Lord, teach us to confront where we can confront and teach us to move as Jesus moved.